0: hello everyone to nikki the board certified family nurse practitioner back in the house today i have a guest with me on here i am super super excited to bring this person here so let's get started all right so i have nurse vivian Vivian is a family nurse practitioner as well, both certified, and so I would like her to introduce herself, and then we can get started. Hi, Vivian.
1: Hello, Dr. Nikki. Thanks for having me.
0: I am super excited, and I hope you are too. Thank you for honoring my invitation. All right, so today we will be talking about teenagers, you know, puberty Sex, STDs, and all that. All right. I know it's a little different from what I normally do, but I was like, okay, since we address like the older folks in most of my episodes, I wanted to do a little bit of change here and go, you know, with um, something that a lot of parents can relate to in terms of, you know, teenagers like if they have teenagers at home and they don't know what to do like they're experiencing you know all the things that go with puberty and all that so let us get started I definitely know that a lot of people will benefit from this episode so I am super excited and um, let's get started so it's gonna be a Q&A and of course I will be asking you some questions and I'll also chip in here and there you know so yeah I hope everybody is ready for this all right so As I said, we'll talk uh, about puberty, oral sex specifically, and um, STIs, which is sexually transmitted infections. And um, yeah, all right, let's get started. So Nurse Vivian, in what ways um, can parents support their children during puberty? Like, have you had any experiences, either personal or professional experiences with how to go about this? Like when your child gets to that age, what,
1: Should a parent do? You know, Doctor Nikki, I believe that parents shouldn't even wait for the children to get to that age to 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 um, you know give support. Yes, I think that they need it. It's very important that parents actually start that conversation early. That's right. Start it early because puberty can start anywhere from age seven these days. Okay, so it's important to start the conversation early. And the earlier you start, the more comfortable it will be. So when they get to that actual, you know, when the, when puberty actually starts, then it's not like a, a train going out of control for the children, for, for, for our teenagers, and you know, our preteens. So I think that's, yeah, that's, I think that's one of the most important things is starting the conversation early. And parents themselves should educate themselves. They need to educate themselves realize mm-hmm. that puberty is actually uh, it's a real thing and we all went through it that's right and um, that would that would be another way they could um, show support
0: mm-hmm. by
1: knowing what to talk about you know giving reassurance guidance keeping an open mind mm-hmm. you know because many times you know the change comes and parents actually treat the the, the children like oh now that you have you have some budding breasts you think you're a woman or now that you're you have pubic hair you think you know and that's not a good way that doesn't show any support that's so right not shaming them you know these are just basic ways to show support to your child that's going through puberty
0: oh yeah yeah thank you so much um Nurse Vivian. you did you know you you said it right out of my mouth too yeah because you know a lot of children they see all these things going on with them they're not they're like oh my they're going mm-hmm. through all these changes they're talking to their friends in school right you know and they're mm-hmm. like oh my what is going on you know some of them we withdraw like some of them go through like emotional changes as well because of all the hormonal imbalances and all that physical changes they're and you Correct. hear a lot of yeah. i've heard a lot of parents say oh my god when my daughter became a teenager she just became this
1: Monsters right,
0: or just like with
1: raging hormones. I right? know, and I'm like, oh wow. Yeah, because because Dr. Nikki, it's not just physical changes. Right. Yes, with with puberty comes all those secondary sexual characteristics, yeah. where they have all those physical changes, but there's also emotional changes involved because of yes, the hormones. That's right. that's so right. there needs to be support, and that's where we really need to keep an open mind because that's when parents really think that their children are being tested. That- we forget we, we have forgotten that we were teenagers yes. too. We were texting <laughs> our parents too. Right? That's right. That's right? We we have forgotten. So, Absolutely. we have to always remember that, hey, we were there, too, and we need to definitely provide the appropriate
0: support. Right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to go into the, we call it TANA stages, but, you know, for people that do not know, we're just going to make it very simple, you know, not too much, you know, medical terms here. We will just talk briefly about what, you know, things people should be expecting for girls and boys. Probably we should do... Mm-hmm. um you know we, we can either do the girls first or the boys first or so both of them together so for example like stage one maybe the ages. that I, I, I can mention like maybe the age range like okay so mm-hmm. after like, you, around, yeah, yeah sure. around like eight nine uh what should and as you said some people some kids do mature earlier than earlier
1: yeah they're precocious yeah. yeah so so anywhere from like age, unfortunately, from six, seven, mm-hmm. eight, um, you start seeing they may they may or may not have changes, um, but you know that it's coming. Anytime they start hitting that age, you know to expect that anytime now you'll start seeing the first physical changes. Right. And for girls, you for girls, the first change you will see is some breast buds. They may have some breast buds, they may complain that it feels painful, mm-hmm. it's a little swollen, it's uncomfortable um they start and and at that time in their their lives they start feeling um they they worry about their looks so they might be a a little shy about Mm -hmm. it they might worry about it and now is the time if you're if you're able to give them a little sports bra training bra something to just support you know they can have a little you know something for pain some and and it's and that's that's normal for it to feel very uncomfortable and it's normal also to feel like one is 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 showing more than it's more it's more, more they might feel more on one side as opposed to the other side and that should happen mm-hmm. okay. over time too for girls that should happen yeah. over time okay. and at that same time with the breasts but they may have a little bit of pubic hair in the pubic area very sparse very thin um under the arms and pubic area and um, along with the breast bud, so that's like it that's like this this second stage and we're saying the second stage because the first stage was actually right before the second stage happened which is that's right no no changes but you expect that the changes exactly break. exactly yeah. exactly so, all
0: right mm-hmm. and so for boys we don't really have much thing, anything going on in the first, right you know, the first you know first stage Jeez. um mm-hmm. when do you expect to start seeing something for boys like around what age?
1: Yeah,
0: say. the boys uh they, they tend to be a little
1: later than the girls. So girls typically can start anywhere from unfortunately seven, eight, mm-hmm. nine. Boys usually start closer to about the uh, maybe about ten. They may okay. have some sparse hair, and the scrotum might get and the testicles they might mm-hmm. it might get a little larger, and, you know, okay. get okay. a little bigger. But that's but that's it. And very very sparse hair. Okay. Okay. That's for boys,
0: yeah. That's for boys. All right. And then we go into stage three. Mm -hmm. Um so for girls, so pretty much around the age of twelve. Uh huh. Yes,
1: correct, Dr. Nikki. So Yeah. Yeah. Around that age, um, the girls will actually have um, the breast buds will and, and throughout the entire five stages they mm-hmm. there will be more development of the breasts for girls but that's the time they will probably start having um, a menstrual period so a menstrual period you should expect anywhere from as little as one year after breast buds okay. to two and a half to three years after breasts have bud so so anywhere from that time they will start having a flow and the flow will not always be normal will not always be you know initially the body's still adjusting hormones are still being all crazy so you can see that it might be abnormal at the beginning but yes that's what's happening to girls in the the third stage
0: all right that's great Mm -hmm. and then for
1: boys and yeah so boys again will go to more like uh the, the the penis will start getting more elongated, the pubic hair will be darker, it will be curlier, it will get a little more full, um, there'll be voice changes. And for both boys and girls at that age they need a little more deodorant, you know? No, I, know. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> and then you yes. wonder
0: what's happening in your
1: boys' room because the you know, because all the bloods <laughs> are the, everything's their muscles are starting to grow, things are starting to change. So of course, um with, with all of that there's going to be some body odor so you have to really teach them and talk to them about it in a, in a very nice way so they're not offended and um, increase muscles for boys you know mm-hmm. all throughout those stages this our teens are you know they care about how they look so
0: that's right but so, you know boring. bullying is real in it is real and, yeah. and you know they yeah so alright so great So that's stage three. So stage
1: four for girls. For girls. Again, at that stage, if if by the third stage there's not a menstrual period, then of course parents can start being a little worried. Maybe you can take it up with the pediatrician and bring that concern up. Um but yes. But then again it will still be the breasts will continue to grow, there'll be more pubic hair, it could be curly, darker, starting to look more like an adult. And for the boys. Same thing, the, the penis is gonna continue to uh, elongate and start looking, you know, the appearance of but still not quite adult like. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. And that's around age 13, 14, just in case people want. Yes. It, all right.
1: And then yes. the last and yes. final
0: stage, you know, hopefully all the reproductive organs and genitals have been developed and, you know, Correct. The, you uh-huh. know the fissure um, hair will come in for the boys. For the boys, yeah. yes, that's usually one of the last, yeah. you know, things
1: to see in 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 the young men when in puberty is the facial hair. Right. Yeah. Right. So so and those sex the secondary sexual characteristics are looking mm-hmm. like an adult, and um, by then you know they would have had the acne already. It might still be there, or you know, it's still. Starting to come up so again we have to provide support oh yeah the
0: app <laughs> to help because,
1: yeah and the weight gain to especially for girls right. um because of the hormones and That's stuff. Right. and we must never stop talking about you know like giving support and letting them know what the expectation is having realistic goals
0: you know. that's very important that's it's very important and as Absolutely. and as we said so thank you so much you know to Vivian. as we said um this is just a guide it's not like uh this is exactly how it is supposed to be this is exactly the age this is Correct. supposed to happen each person is different you cannot compare Correct. kids please do not compare kids do not say
1: don't compare oh, kids dr you know, nikki i agree yeah, because 100%. a lot of people tend to
0: do that yeah. like especially friends yeah. you know family friends or so like oh, your child is doing this and my child is not. You know, if you have any concerns, you need to talk to their pediatrician. You know, that's the best yes, thing to do, correct. not just here yeah. mm-hmm. And Dr. Nikki, I also
1: want to stress the importance of um, those, those visits to the pediatrician. At that age, you know, around 14 is a good time to actually allow your child to be alone with the pediatrician because sometimes there are some things that they would love to talk about but they just don't feel comfortable talking about it with the parent wow. and they have had that, um, that trust with the pediatrician that they can actually ask the pediatrician something That's right. that yeah, you understand right. so, um, and in my personal experience I have um, I, I totally support that because I, I I, think that doing that is for the best is in the best interest of my child and my son who's 16 now when he was uh, 13 and a half to 14 I decided um, I told my husband let's you know step out of the room and let him stand, speak to his pediatrician because I I always figured out there might be just one small thing That's right. that the pediatrician can talk to him about that he didn't feel comfortable bringing to us, and he has loved it and it's gone great oh, so far.
0: That is good thing. I'm yes. so happy that you mentioned that, and that yes. is the same thing that happens too in terms of like, you know, the pediatrician can get more stuff out of some kids even pretending to school, Absolutely. like school, you know, they might not want yes. to confide in their parents. It's not yes. that they don't trust you, but yes. they just don't want to confide you. They want to protect it, us. Yeah. Exactly. You know, our children want to protect exactly. us too, exactly. because they don't want us hurt. Exactly. So they do they do try to protect exactly. us. So. Exactly. And I, you know, thank you for bringing okay. that up. Alright, so, now that we talked about the stages of uh, puberty and all that, let us go into what people want to pretty much know about here. Sex. So I know it's one of those topics that we don't we want to shy away from. We don't want to talk about it. We just want to think that it will just disappear and it's not happening oh lord if child, no
1: it's not gonna go away your child
0: comes up to you and talks about it or even dares to like what <laughs> you know i you know like so this is something that is very important that we should talk about and i mentioned more of oral sex because it tends to be higher in teenagers like because they know that okay they they parents might pretty much find out if they're engaged in you know the regular sex and they're like, okay well right. if it's oral sex you know my mom you know my parents won't know because you know it is oral yes. sex so what what do you say to that like oral sex in teenagers you know can it be dangerous what are your what of is your course. take
1: on it dr nikki mm-hmm. dr nikki that that is so true teenagers they believe that you know the parents will find out and some of them know that they're they might get pregnant, exactly. having traditional sexual activity. So they do engage in oral sex. They engage in anal sex as mm-hmm. well, and and yes, it can have dire consequences That's right. because they can still get STIs that way. That's right. That's right. Okay. And um, for those who are a little more, say, religious, it is actually having premarital sex when you do that. Exactly. So so you're not safe you're not safe by you know escaping traditional sexual exactly. for all or exactly
0: and that's why i right. wanted to stress that because a lot of people appearance to say how did you get an s S-I, you know when you're right. still a virgin like
1: right hey. correct so correct. i uh,
0: actually just posted something on my um facebook you know group my page just this morning like sex and virginity means different things to a lot of people it's not the traditional way that we used to think about it in in the you know like many years ago now you have different forms of sex and now virginity means different things to people so like are you a virgin because you have not had you know um the traditional sex of you know Uh, the penis going into the vagina or are you still a virgin if you have had anal sex or oral sex you know so they are different types and that's why it's important like if the child can confide in their pediatrician and say okay well I've not had the traditional sex but I'm engaging in oral sex I'm engaging in anal sex that is a way to at least educate the child and just not ignore saying oh my child is a virgin oh my child is a virgin no, no, no. Oh, no. I know. So, I because know. then you'll be surprised if the child comes back with chlamydia or one of those. Correct. Messages, you're like, what? I thought you were a virgin. So, right. Can you talk briefly? yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, it's it's important because another thing would be, um, I I am I don't want to go on a tangent, mm-hmm. but talking about our vaccines, our guardians, our oh yeah, uh, you know these things you have to educate parents. Need they need to ensure that the children have those vaccines too because oral sex boys can actually get you know hpv and have it in the throat and they can end up with esophageal cancer and all that and all and all of that so so i mean speaking to the pediatrician uh, the pediatrician can educate them better and give them a better guidance right and they have more information because a lot of times um, it's it's peer pressure i don't think that our children just wake up and decide oh today i'm going to try it, or, yeah. sex, or today oh, i'm yeah. going to yeah or, or any of that sex. it's it's always about peer that's pressure right. so i think that's right. educate one and educate all and so that all of our children can make better decisions that's right
0: that's right yeah,
1: and the schools and, and we cannot depend on the schools to do it. And unfortunately, we've we were raised in a society where it, it it's like an omen to speak about sex. You That's know? right. We were raised to think that sex is nasty, it's dirty, it's if you're filthy if you were engaged. Instead of making it look like the beautiful thing that it actually is, once you've gotten married. That's right. You understand? So instead of trying to make it look like a nasty, dirty thing, we need to. Let our children know how beautiful it is, and let them know what the consequences could be if they engage in premarital sex. Not just exactly. here on earth, but like how does God view that? Okay. Yeah,
0: know? yeah, so, you got that right. So, well, thank yeah, you so right. much, Vivian. Yes, yes, you touch a lot of on a lot of things that you know I didn't even remember, like the vaccines. Yes, I'm pro-vaccine for whoever cares to know. I am. Yes. I me too, me too. I'm pro-vaccine. I don't care what people say, I, you know, right. pro-vaccine all the way.
1: And, <laughs> and, and really, those vaccines like um, Gardasil and what's the other one I forgot, Dr. Nikki, you know I mean? like They're actually virgin vaccines. Yeah. So the earlier you get it, I, I wouldn't say 9, I wouldn't want to know that 9, nine is kind of too early, but anywhere from 11, 12, they should get those vaccines right. because the earlier they get it the the more they can they, they fighting power they have against if they were ever exposed That's right. and and you know i am totally for it and you don't have to wait for your children to start having sex first and all that kind of stuff i no, you're not injecting them and giving them the um cancer and all that kind of stuff I know.
0: I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's another <coughs> another topic for another day. I know. Another day. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So lastly, can you talk about, and we can talk about this together, about the different types of STIs that can be transmitted through oral sex, you know? Yeah. Because a lot of people don't oh. know. They don't know. And we need to bring that up and tell them what it is and what can, you know, what they should watch out for. So yeah so oh, big, I can, there's just they're, they're different ones so we have we do mm-hmm. have chlamydia of course
1: chlamydia oh, oh yeah
0: syphilis is there herpes is there Cipulis.
1: oh herpes oh my goodness hpv you H- know hpv
0: H-I-V. hiv okay and then um gonorrhea did you mention gonorrhea Right.
1: We haven't said gonorrhea yet, but gonorrhea.
0: Yeah. So these are just some of yeah, them. Yeah, that's some of them, you know? Yeah. And then people do not know. They just say, oh, okay, you know, this is going to be through traditional sex, and they don't even consider oral sex as dangerous. You know? Nope. Yeah, so the same it, thing it, applies, so the same education that applies with people engaging in the traditional sex is the same that should apply for oral sex as well know, know your partners of course definitely we do not want to encourage pre-marital sex or engaging Correct. in anything but know your partners do not have multiple partners Correct. you know Correct. Uh, make sure that you know who you're having sex with because if they're just sharing and giving themselves oral sex you know one person will transmit the disease to another person and it goes on and on and on and on I don't know. It's and on uh, it's an ugly domino so yeah very, ugly. Definitely, very definitely definitely and if, if if your child starts to complain of anything and um please don't just ignore don't just you know brush your side away your child away and say okay you know whatever make sure that your child sees the a doctor a pediatrician to find out what's going on because if you leave any of these stis untreated it could cause a lot of damage
1: so it's true it, they would they would definitely prevent you from having children of your own that's right. okay so yeah they're very dangerous and it's, it's really unfortunate because even right now in 2020 there are there are so many teenagers who know nothing about STIs and they believe that um, when is this going to go away you I know, know I remember there was this young this, this young man who came to the clinic and he said um, when is this while I was in training mm-hmm. and he said um, when is this when will this go away and he didn't even seem very bothered by it <laughs> just like when is this not going, and it was the media when is this going, going away you know and uh, and they have no clue
0: Yes, you know
1: yes. so it's, it's it's really sad I know.
0: so yeah chlamydia needs all of the you know sdi's treatment so don't leave your chlamydia without getting it treated It can cause if correct. it's untreated you it mm-hmm. can cause pid you know which is pelvic inflammatory it because, disease it can, it can lead to infertility a lot of things mm-hmm. and you don't want that to happen correct. same thing so when you start noticing symptoms and i don't know if you want to go all the way into the symptoms of you know of all these infections but pretty much you know burning and a lot of them are asymptomatic i know that's the thing some of yes a lot
1: of it is asymptomatic especially for boys that's right and and so girls sometimes it's just like maybe post-coital bleed or pain or something small or you know that they didn't even realize what was going on so a lot of them there might be a little uh a little ulcer, look a little lesion a little sore looking area that's not even painful exactly. so they wouldn't even pay any attention to that's it that's right you know so unless it's painful unless it's burning unless it then they would probably not even pay attention that's right and that's why so, abstinence is
0: probably the best at this point you know exactly. don't even engage in it because <laughs> you don't want to face the dire consequences so yeah if you're if you're young you shouldn't be doing stuff like that so that's what
1: i would yeah, get the right direction i would say um i would say um, our parents were right in that regard where you should just you know have that open co- communication that's right. um force the communication mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's important because you're saving your child's that's life that's right but with love not with 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 not with being all judgmental that's right Okay, and then, and if if say your daughter, your son already has engaged in sexual activity, that doesn't have to be the end of it for that's them. That's right. You can pull them back ashore, you know, and get that trust. At least a plan. Hmm. Okay. Right. At least a plan, as opposed to just saying, don't, don't, don't. Have a plan. That's right. So we to avoid all of the ugly domino effect that we don't that's want. That's right. Have that's something right. in place. That's right. You that's know, right. and and. That's what I think. I think that's yeah, important.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Vivian. And so, yeah, definitely. If you explain to your child or if you say, don't do stuff, don't do something, you should tell about the repercussion of doing it. So, just, yes, just, say, don't, just don't say, don't. Do it, don't because, do it. It. because they want to know, okay, why, is my, why right. is my mom or why is my dad saying, don't do it? What is going to happen? But you can't just say, don't do something. You have to say, if you do this, this Correct. is what is going to happen. If you do this, this is what's going to so happen. True. You need to give that second side to it like just don't say don't don't engage and exactly. that's it that's it i've already right. said it don't do it <laughs>
1: you know you know dr nikki my my son my 16 year old i remember when he was about seven eight he used to always ask me mom when can i have a girlfriend <laughs> and i used to say i used to always tell him when you when you have a real job as a man i know right and he used to say um uh, other times he would ask me how come his dad has a, a wife and he can't have a... Good... <laughs> you know, like kids. Kids you know? I know. Yeah, That's You know, I, I, I spoke to him about, about sex when he was about eight years old. You know, I started I tried to start the conversation early with him. So that even today when we 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 talk about it, he laughs, he still giggles and stuff. Yeah. But I realize he knows a little more than I taught him. That's right. But not as a not experience right. but from from friends from school uh, not the best way I would like I know. I'm still comfortable with where he is that's right because yeah. he would still tell me everything and ask me all kinds of that's questions right. so I know that the innocence is still
0: there yeah that's right so you we'll know we we'll have to know our that's children right. Too, that's yeah. right what they hear from outside you will be shocked like all the information oh, that they, they process they, yeah. oh yeah it's like oh yeah. overwhelming yes, yes. definitely alright thank you so much Vivian I'm really happy I'm really happy that we touched on this you know topics today and it's, it's been something that I, I w- always wanted to talk about and I'm glad that you could um join me today um we're gonna end with just talking about like if your child starts to have all this thing you know like the signs and symptoms of like okay they're already reaching puberty you know they start having acne they start having body odor you know talk to your children because as I said they're um Level of confidence might decrease when they start having this. They might not feel confident anymore because now they, to them, they're like ugly looking. You know, they, they, know.
1: yeah, they think they're ugly, they're they, ugly. Think they're sad, they're, they
0: think they're fat, they think they're, you yeah. know, all so, things. Yes, um, so You need to boost their uh, morale and make sure that their confidence level, you know, remains the same or goes up, you know. And so, as I said, there are different types of things that you could do for acne if it's really bad you you might try over-the-counter medications or ointments but if it's really bad you might want to talk to the pediatrician about it you know if you have body odor you know it will go away it's just part of part of um what happens during puberty you know
1: because of all the hormones the sweat glands are getting larger exactly And the body is getting bigger, so it has to accommodate for accommodate the big body. I know,
0: I know. So that's normal, yeah. So I know. Normal, definitely. This is a very challenging time for you know the kids and as well as the parents, and so. Uh, we don't want a lot of friction in the home because of you know arguments and all that. So we want the home to still be a safe and secure place for the child to go to, to be able to express their minds to their parents. You know, even okay. even though they're moody or behaving differently, you should please understand and react with and patience. React with yes, patience and, love. and love, and love, definitely, definitely. definitely. All right. Yes. Well, do you have any other thing to add today, Vivian? been great so far we are already here for 30 minutes
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> oh wow
0: oh dr nikki i i
1: really appreciate you having me today um this was really exciting it's something that i i love talking about because i remember how i was growing up um it was there was no talk about sex no. sexual activity Same here. um mm-hmm. with with the parents so, knowing that I'm in a different place with my own children, um, it's really important for me. It's a, it's a topic that I'd like to, that like I like talking about. And one thing I wanted to say uh, also, with those with boys out there, it's really important to talk to them about, you know, how they treat girls
0: That's and right. how
1: they talk to girls, That's right. especially those who are in the same level, like at school. Mm-hmm because they're young men now and however they behave now is going to forever follow them. That's so right. yes, that's something that I wanted to say. But um, this has been exciting. That is, <laughs> yes, I could,
0: I could sense your, you know, feel the passion in your voice from talking to you. Yes, yes. And for people yeah. that wonder, yes, we are, you know, family nurse practitioners and um, both of us are. Um, we do everything pretty much even not only medical stuff you know as we said this is a we take the whole being into consideration when we're caring for Correct. patients so it's not about Correct. medical stuff only you know you can the nurse the advisor is the therapist is right. everything in <laughs> one right everything in yeah. one Correct. So, Correct. and of course we don't say we're not saying that we know everything but if, oh, if, no. if there's something that your child comes in to see a provider for and that's why we have resources out there that's why we have specialists out there so like if your child comes in or goes in to see a provider the if the provider feels that the the child needs to see a therapist or needs to go you know for studying resources they will share that resource with them so that they can find um better you know treatment for whatever they're going
1: through options correct correct okay
0: so yeah well thank you so very much i am so happy and i'm thankful to you that you honored my invitation today and i hope you did enjoy this episode on thank you dr
1: nikki Uh, thank thank you it It was my pleasure thank you so
0: much and i hope that next time when i call upon you you will say yes (laughs) of course dr (laughs) Vicky. all right well that's it everybody thank you you are very welcome that's it everybody this was um dr nikki the board uh, board certified family nurse practitioner and vivian also family nurse practitioner we're both both certified and um, thank you so much we will catch you in the next one take care bye-bye god bless bye